Hello and welcome to another episode of the Talking Indonesia podcast. I'm Dave McCray from the University of Melbourne's Asia Institute and my guest today is Dr. Evi Fitriani, head of the International Relations Department at the University of Indonesia. I spoke to Dr. Fitriani recently in Jakarta about the foreign policy of Indonesia's new president, Joko Widodo. Buwebi, uh, welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Welcome to Indonesia. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the first thing I'd like to ask you, uh, we've now had half a year to look at Jokowi's mm-hmm. foreign policy. What do you think are some of the key differences between his foreign policy and that of Susilo Bambang Yudhoyono over the past 10 years? I have seen several differences between this uh, government mm-hmm. with previous government. Uh, as I always mentioned before, uh, I saw previous government is the government that tried to to comply with the expectation of foreign countries and uh, want to be a good boy, uh, to be a good uh, citizen mm. of the world. But this government seems to me prefer to do something different based on what is need to be done rather than what was expected by other people to be done. So, for example, uh, uh, Jokowi will see that the problem of illegal fishing in Indonesia that has created quite a lot of uh, financial uh, uh, damage to Indonesia should be should be should be responded by sending a strong message to that illegal fishing people that they cannot be de- do that anymore in Indonesian territory. So that's why he and fortunately he got a very strong ministers for that, mm. Ibu Susi. So they are, they, they are doing some searching and they found some illegal fishing fleets and then they uh, they sang the sea for that. So, uh, and even they make public for that. Mm. They make celebration. Yesterday mm. was uh, Indonesia, Kebangkitan Nasional for Indonesia. National and, Awakening and, yeah, yeah. Awakening Days. So they, they make it as a momentum to mm. show the, the uh, so he combined this foreign policy with some of the needs of the people, or mm. some people may say it is populist, but for me to see some of the uh, uh, practical way to solve the problem. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, uh, he has to uh, count with the uh, effect of that to the relation with other countries, neighboring countries, etc. But I think at, the, at this moment, Indonesia do not pay too much attention with expectation of other other, other people. Other Indonesia, yeah, yeah, listen more on the what is need to be done, what we haven't done so far that actually need to be done since long, long time ago. That this is what this government would like to do. And another thing is, I think the changes is uh, a more uh, personal approach to the foreign policy rather than before. What I said personal, like more, especially with the relation with China, Mm. there have been six, hang on, eight, eight meetings, eight bilateral uh, personal meeting, uh, summit between Indonesia and China since he was become the president. At the leadership level. At the the leadership level, yeah, summit. So it's a lot compared mm. to uh, the previous one, but uh, this eight times meeting, Jokowi meeting with uh, Xi Jinping, create also some chemistry between the leaders. Mm. So it's more easier for Indonesia now to deal with China or mm. to to comp- uh, either either to 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 do protest or whatever than before. Okay. So he really take this relation more on the. Uh, not too much protocolar, but more on the personal. And some of the inside the people said uh, he has done. Uh, he has a quote, quite a good chemistry with China. With China, leader. okay, mm. yeah. 
So these changes you're talking about, uh, I guess, a focus on Indonesia's problems, uh, less regard for the international response mm. to the steps that Indonesia takes, and a more personal approach to foreign policy. Are they coming from Jokowi himself, or what do you think accounts for those shifts? I think uh, we know since the beginning that he he didn't really have experience in foreign mm. policy, mm. Uh, and we know that he was helped by a group of people mm. who knows about foreign policy and that. So I think this is a combination of his mm. approach with those people's suggestion. I'm sure those those people give a lot of recommendation for him, mm. and at the end he will do one who choose which one he would like to do yeah. because in his way, yeah. uh, in, including uh, the 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 point he would like to make in the summits like in the East Asia summit or in uh, ASEAN mid, uh, summit. So uh, this is I think a combination between uh, uh, people behind him I, and then mm. he has quite a group of people yeah. doing that, and then he's also approach. Okay. Um, for our listeners, when you talk about the people behind him, are we talking about people in the foreign ministry? Are we talking about uh, academic and think tank advisors? Are we talking about people in his own office? All of them. All yeah. of them. Because I know that behind him, he has also people that you mentioned, mm. scholars, uh, mm. academia, think tank, also uh, uh, people from foreign policy, uh, minister of foreign policy, because he's quite also close to, to the ministers. He, mm. he, uh, he got quite a lot of advice from the minister, mm. but uh, he also ha- has another group that helped him for, for the foreign policy. So he has uh, quite a com- combination of a great range of people, including business people also. Okay. Okay. Have to end that. Okay. What uh, I mean, it's interesting on on business people. Uh, what sort of business people do you think are, are having this influence? Because one of the priority for him is uh, to do to to increase Indonesian economy. That's mm. what he, he already promised that, and he already mentioned to all the the Minister of Foreign Affairs uh, people that the priority of foreign affairs is not to be uh, salesmen. Uh, mm. If you remember, he told yeah. uh, so. For him, it's important that Indonesia do uh, grab a lot of uh, international opportunity in economy mm. uh, uh, more actively yeah. rather than just dealing with political sense. Mm. Indonesia has been known for leading in you know, a political sense, but left alone economy to other countries. But mm. now Jokowi team said that Indonesia now has to capitalize. Yeah. the political leadership mm. so far to the economic benefit mm. for Indonesia, like mm. in ASEAN or so, what, uh, in any other bilateral relations. So uh, for him, it is important for uh, those people to strengthen their uh, economic diplomacy, mm. uh, either through the, the business people or also through the bureaucrats, through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Yeah, okay. Um, can we go back to, you mentioned eight meetings between Jokowi and Xi Jinping over the past seven months. Uh, That's, as you say, really quite a lot. Mm. Um, Do you think there are implications for the way uh, Indonesia will approach its relations with China as opposed to the US because of this rapport that you mentioned has built up between the two of them? I think so. That's a consequence Mm. of that meeting. Uh, He he, is... I mean, if we are scholars, we usually use theory to see the the mm. change sort of, and then how the small country react to the regional hegemon mm. or global hegemon. But uh, if we see how things have been done between Indonesia and China, and Indonesia and Malaysia, Indonesia and United States, and other big country in the region and also global in the last uh, six months, very much, very much idiosyncratic approach, mm. very much uh, from the perspective of 
personal uh, uh, of the leaders, uh, hmm. the leader judgment yeah. on the on the uh, the relation with other country. So with uh, uh, quite uh, a lot of meeting with with China leaders, uh, Jokowi feel of course Jokowi feel more easy. Uh, it is much easier to deal with China and to 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 hmm. understand China needs or China. Hmm concern or China fear or China request mm. rather than United States because yeah. I don't know how many times Jokowi have met with Obama maybe one or two or well he would have met other. in Beijing during yeah. the APEC summit, summit so and, uh, perhaps did he meet at the G20 as well in Australia yeah G20 mm. I think they met it yeah G20 but not in uh, not in Myanmar because at the time John Kerry came so mm need to come, come back to United States, come back to the uh, aid of China. Of course, he will have a more chemistry. Mm. Even somebody told me, even the ladies, mm. the first lady get 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 along quite well. Uh, okay. uh, so uh, wh why I think so it's uh, for for Indonesia now, it's, if something happened with South China Sea, like mm. uh, Something happened with, uh, in South China Sea. No, it's much more easier for Indonesia to call, okay. to use the hotlines, mm. uh, which we didn't maybe have that kind of okay. easiness before relation before. Uh, so, uh, and regarding to United States, uh, we don't see this kind of chemistry mm. all happened between yeah. uh, Jokowi and Obama. We don't mm. know maybe because of this the matter of frequency or what. Yeah. Because it seems to me that those two people actually also have similarity. Mm. Uh, I mean, sometimes Jokowi was called as yeah. an Obama, Indonesian yeah. Obama. Mm. But Xi Jinping personality seems also uh, uh, match quite well with, yeah. with Jokowi. So at least they can talk. Okay. Because, I mean, that's interesting to me because, I mean, my judgment would have been that although Indonesia has a non-aligned foreign policy where it won't enter into a formal alliance with a major power, and it, under Yudhiyono called for dynamic equilibrium. In fact, it was a lot of Indonesia's foreign policymakers were much more comfortable with the US, were quite comfortable with uh, the security guarantees that the US were providing in the region, and you heard a lot more wariness about China and its prospects for the future. Do you think the, the personal rapport you're describing will affect that, or will you continue to have uh, those sort of stances to the US and China within Indonesia? I think Indonesia, uh, Indonesia will always uh, will always uh, be in between. Indonesia will not choose mm. to be one with China mm. or with the United States. Mm. We even if we are a bit closer to one side, mm. we always maintain relation with other yeah. sides. So yeah. we will make sure that we will not damage the relation with other sides. So uh, uh, regarding these three three triangle relation mm. with China and uh, uh, United States, Indonesia will. Will maintain. Will try to maintain. Even mm. maybe Jokowi have a very close relation, maybe with China leader, but other people uh, mm. like Indonesian Minister of Foreign Affairs or, mm. uh, will will also maintain relation with with, with United the US. US yeah. as a question because we cannot we cannot uh, we cannot be in one side. No, Indonesia will mm. never will never do. It. Yeah. Our interest will be the, the best served if we are yeah. just. Uh, stay not in the one side. Okay, yeah. And I mean, Jokowi is planned to go to the United States later in the year. Mm -hmm. Do you think he could develop the same sort of rapport 
with President Obama? This is what uh, the intention is. Mm. Uh, this is why to 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 de also develop uh, some closeness, mm. and so so Indonesia can also develop some of the uh, uh, good relation because uh, we cannot uh, uh, we cannot uh, refuse that. United is still the very important country in the mm. world, mm. and we need to have a very good relation with United States. Whatever United States have done, so mm. and then it's also much more easier to to uh, to negotiate or to do anything with United States if you have close relation. And as you know, in the last uh, several the last several years United States have done pivot to Southeast Asia mm. and if you see what uh, United States have uh, strengthened relation with Japan with Australia mm. with with Singapore and also yeah. with, with with India yeah. maybe the strategy is to counter China maybe right. but in fact it was Indonesia who has mm. been circled <laughs> so it's important for Indonesia also to have a good relation with United States in this but again we have to tell to them also uh, that we also have interest. So mm. even if the the uh, uh, maybe he, uh, they are still very strong country, the biggest country in the world, but we don't want to be treated uh, the way that he has treated us before. Okay, okay. And it's interesting there you're returning to a contrast between the Udiono government and this current Jokowi government. I thought one of the interesting points you made when you came out to Australia last year and spoke at the Indonesia update was that Yudhiyono had been quite heavily criticised within Indonesia for his foreign policy, uh, although much less so overseas. Um, how does the Indonesian public, do you think, view the first half year or so of Joko Widodo's foreign policy? Uh, has there been a difference in perceptions? I haven't got chance to do uh, serious research on mm. this, but from the judgment from the comment on the on the media mm. and also from the discussion we had in the university and also with other networks, it seems to me that uh, some people very much support his what the what what he has done so yeah. far. Yeah. For them, this is the breakthrough from mm. the what, uh, what bad situation before yeah. because previously people. Criticized to uh, SBW was uh, he was to much serve the interests of the Western or outsider countries rather than the, the need of Indonesian. Mm. That's the criticize. So now people see that uh, current president serve more of the interests mm. of the people uh, mm. by uh, try to put some dignity of the people, mm. sovereignty, uh, uh, mm, uh, border issues, mm. tackle border issue. Uh, uh, also try to stand quite uh, quite uh, stand firm against mm. the criticized yeah. like for the uh, exclusion etc so for people see this uh, uh, this government uh, 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 try to respond more to the need of the uh, people rather than to the to the just to be a good good boy in the international community uh, and people uh, I think uh, people will be more uh, supportive of this kind of foreign policy okay so if the contrast under Yudiono uh, that you drew was favorable international opinion mm. but uh, criticism at home and it's possible you could have the reverse it, uh, it could yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems to me in the six months uh, we mm. don't know in the future mm. but in the six months it seems uh, that's what the, uh, it happened okay yeah 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 I noticed another of the observations that you made about uh, Indonesia under Yudhiyono was to take this question of Indonesia rising and mm. I think it's one that 
occupies a lot of scholars. Uh, some people like myself see Indonesia as having quite limited strategic capabilities and it would only over a long term uh, be able to transform those most likely. Uh, others uh, see a, a much faster shift. Um, where do you stand on that and do you think things will be different under Jokowi in terms of Indonesia's strategic capabilities compared to UDN? Uh, maybe uh, the aspiration is yes, mm. uh, because the one lack from the previous one is the aspiration and political mm. will. Mm. But this government, I said they have political will, but they don't really have the money for to yeah. do that. Because mm. as you know, it's very expensive and mm. Indonesian economy is just not enough mm. to, to provide uh, 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 for monetary modernization. But uh, uh, Indonesia tried to catch up actually, mm. tried to enhance but Indonesia realized we will not be able to do that, not only because we have a limited capability in, uh, to, to, to finance that kind mm. of military, but also respond from the surrounding area. Mm. If, in, if Indonesia buy a new mm. uh, F-16 fleet, what yeah. do you think Singapore and Malaysia yeah. will do? And then mm. what and then, uh, uh, you, uh, they, they lobby to the United States. So even uh, a colleague of mine uh, show uh, Refer a couple weeks ago that even if Indonesia would like to buy uh, uh, F-16 or whatever uh, uh, from the United States, mm. and then the United States will ask Singapore mm. if they'd like to also or, or, or not. So, yeah. for, uh, so there is not only financial limitation for Indonesia, but also strategic and political pressure okay. to do that. So, in, but however, Indonesia think. It is still important to improve. Why? Because we need to guard our territory, mm. and our territory is quite complex. They are all maritime territory is very much difficult to mm. be guard. Yeah. Uh, so the only one to do that either through navy or air mm. force, and mm. to do that you have to ex enhance their capability, in mm. both people and also equipments, and they are so expensive. But at least Indonesia have to minimum minimal uh, strategic force, force. Yeah. To, uh, to to do that. Yeah. Indonesia will not do that for to to be ready for a war. Of course mm. not. Mm. Who we would like to get a war with? But at least to guard this territory and mm. to really uh, show to the people that this government can mm. can maintain actually the sovereignty that oh, okay. they already yeah. promised to people. Yeah, no, it's an interesting point you make about the Navy and the Air Force because, of course, the Army has really do mm. dominated yeah. the Indonesian military for a long time. Um, and we have seen under Joko Widodo this idea of a global maritime fulcrum. Mm, um, sure. Do you think that will have an important effect on Indonesia's foreign policy over the next five years, this global maritime fulcrum concept? Yes, because the uh, president has already mentioned to all the ministers, including Minister of Foreign Affairs, that all our policy has to be mm. president policy. Mm. So, and then one of the responsibilities of the maritime uh, uh, fulcrum. So, uh, and it will impact on the defense, uh, maritime defense, and also uh, uh, maritime diplomacy for Indonesia. Mm. This is why now the Minister of Foreign Affairs try to explore more, uh, 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 explore uh, what's called space uh, mm. to do more maritime diplom uh, maritime diplomacy, diplomacy. Uh, yeah. and also help the the TNI to do this uh, maritime uh, defense. Mm. But but yes, I think uh, it will it will affect the the Indonesian foreign policy. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, I guess the 
I think it's an interesting concept to, to focus Indonesia's foreign policy. Uh, when you go back to this question of Indonesia's budget yeah. and does yeah. it have the resources, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, that's what I wonder about the concept is, you know, so much investment required for it. Um, how, how do you see that? We, we realize that we mm. need, uh, we, we, we would like to develop that concept uh, comprehensively uh, to, to the defense, to the uh, economy, uh, maritime culture, maritime economy, maritime uh, diplomacy and infrastructure, etc. Mm. But the thing is we have a limited budget. Mm. So I think what government try to do is to combine the approach from economy to with the others. For example, like this, the Indonesia will try to use the closeness with China mm. to, to get support for that. Yeah. And China at the same time offer the 21st century maritime silk road. Yeah. So now Indonesia try to align Indonesian interest on maritime fulcrum with this uh, China idea of the maritime Silk Road, road. Yeah. to get investment yeah. from China in say, for ports or invest for infrastructure. Yes, yeah. but at the same time also get some uh, kind of commitment of China that this maritime Silk Road does will not damage. Okay. The the stability of in you know, Indonesian territory and also South China Sea and also mm. ASEAN, uh, Southeast Asia uh, area. So that kind of uh, strategy has been have been uh, tried to be sought by the government um, to combine uh, some of the potential uh, uh, and try to use it to strengthen this concept. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And Japan also interested to do that because China do that. Yeah. Japan now also coming for that. So what Indonesia have to do now is not to be in the try to get benefit as much as possible, not to get entangled. Okay. And you didn't get anything from this. Okay. Okay. So it's a, using this uh, concept of becoming a global maritime fulcrum to try to gain support from some from of the some larger powers in the in the region. At but I think Indonesia will. Uh, global maritime fulcrum is maybe too too big. Okay. Indonesia will not be able to do even mm. for for the regional. We mm. are still limited. As I mentioned okay. that we don't have budget for that. Mm. So uh, maybe uh, I thought Indonesia will have to revise it. Uh, will not be a global maritime fulcrum, okay. but more on the uh, to strengthen our maritime because Indonesia is too. It has been too long that we forget that we mm. are maritime, actually okay. maritime country. We forgot mm. because of too much focus on the land and army. Mm. Yeah. Now we just even not all the Indonesian uh, children can swim now. Yeah. Uh, in Australia, I know it's a compulsory uh, to swim yeah, in a in yeah, a, we, elementary we, school. We have to learn, yeah. In Indonesia, no. I think okay. that's one of the maritime culture that Indonesia have to return. So it's more important for Indonesia. To, to develop concept and to strengthen uh, this kind of aspect mm. rather than try mm. to be so ambitious to be global maritime okay. platform, which you know it's impossible. Yeah, no, that's a yeah very interesting perspective. Um, the final thing I wanted to ask you, uh, obviously, the I think the one foreign policy issue that's probably dominated Australia-Indonesia relations this year has been the executions of mm. Andrew Chandler mm. and Sukumaran that happened recently. Um, a big controversy between the two countries over that. What do you see as the long-term effects in Indonesia of the Indonesian government's perceptions of Australia, Indonesian society's perceptions of Australia, and what the relationship between the two countries might look like? I think what happened, uh, the role happened before, during, and after that execution uh, for Indonesian people show that what they already suspect so far, that in, uh, uh, how how behavior of Australia 
uh, that was actually already soon before through the spy uh, uh, scandal and then previously also through the what uh, I think there are several rules before in Indonesia Australia. So what uh, the rela- the the worsening relation and the reaction from government of Australian uh, people of Australia toward Indonesia on that I think show to Indonesia that Australia is really the country that very different from us. This mm. is something that we don't see and we see that something that they don't see. Mm. So uh, it's, it's confirmed some suspicion mm. on Indonesian people about the, also about the uh, arrogance of Australia to dictate Indonesian foreign policy that mm. perspective. But as a scholars, I would say this is the things that always happen with Indonesian from uh, I think Indonesianists and Australia also know that this is always cyclist between Indonesia and Australia that uh, the issue come and go and always damage the relation but there is also some people try to 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 to, to, to recover the relation and then but there will always something make it worse again. Uh, what my focus in there is uh, in the past we usually concentrate on the G to G relation, yeah. and we think that G to G relation is much better. That's government, the government, yeah, government, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. better. So even if people or the journalists to journalists, mm. it's not or journalists to government is mm. not good. Government to government is actually mm. good. But what happened with the spying scandal and also the 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 previous uh, uh, crisis showed that actually the government and government also is not really good. Mm. There's also problem in that level, okay. not as good as we thought. Mm. So I think this, there must be, uh, 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 if we would like to make a good relation between neighboring country, I think all the level, government, people, journalists, business, they also have to make a uh, effort to, uh, to recover the damage. Uh, because if we just leave it like that, it will continue, and it will hmm. nobody try to to, to 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 recover the relation. I think it will uh, not good for the relation of this okay. our two countries. Do you see a prospect of the Jokowi and the Abbott government seeking to repair, uh, particularly government to government relations? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so because they have different agenda. I think. They have different agenda and they serve different interests. Mm. Not, not, not very much. Uh, I don't think the folk Indonesia uh, uh, think that it's it's now a priority mm. to do this. Uh, there are quite a lot of priority, especially domestic. So many things in domestic issue that they ha- uh, they have to deal. So uh, spending to, uh, and dealing with. Which thing is very difficult Australia to deal mm. with. Maybe yeah. it's not priority at the moment. Okay. Um, Buevi, thank you very much. That's been fascinating. Thanks for making the time to speak to us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.